having your homepage as your storefront. So put your best sellers up there, put your highest average order value stuff up there, like your bundles, product pages. You need to invest in good quality photography and also video for your product page now and write for the customer. Don't just chuck a couple of sentences up there. You've got to (laughs) write some good product pages because that's where we close the sale. It's crunch time. Hi, and welcome to the first episode of the Bright Minds of E-Commerce podcast for 2023. I'm Dana, founder of Bright Red Marketing, and after helping so many businesses in the e-commerce space over the years, I wanted to bring you the best experts in e-commerce from all around Australia, straight to you. If you're wanting relatable stories, actionable advice, and the latest Facebook advertising strategies, you are in the right place. Want help with your Facebook and Instagram ads? Remember, you can always book in a free strategy session at brightredmarketing.com.au forward slash free dash strategy dash session. We'll run through your ads, see what's working and what's not, and no sales pitch, I promise. So let's get into today's episode. On today's episode, we're joined by Lisa Byrne. Hey, welcome, Lisa. Oh, hello. How are you going? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I've been looking forward to this. So I loved having you on my podcast and now we get to nerd out again. I'm very excited. For everyone who doesn't know you, tell us a little bit about your background. Yes. Well, uh, I have been doing marketing for over 22 years, which sounds ridiculous. I feel like a grandma. But in the past five or six years, I've been working as a marketing coach. So I help e-commerce brands, female-founded e-commerce brands, grow and scale in a way that doesn't send them to the loony bin and keeps them actually enjoying their life and spending time with their family, but still making a healthy profit. But before that, I was in television. So I was a senior marketing executive in in TV and I launched things like Australia's Next Top Model and Real Housewives of Melbourne and I worked on the World Cup for SBS and worked in London at the BBC. So yeah, lots of fun, big brands and big budgets and big teams. But as soon as I had my first baby, I knew that I just could not stay in that type of role anymore with that level of steam and commitment to long hours and you know, kind of like working for the man, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I switched completely. And now I work with one-on-one and one-to-many uh, with uh, female e-commerce brands. Amazing. What a what an interesting career. I'd love to talk to you about that. But that's not the point of today's episode. I've got some good stories. I, I should send to them to the newspaper stories. and get paid for them, but hey, I've been not. <laughs> one of my favorite things about you is your philosophy around working smarter without a sort of hustle harder mentality. What are some of your favorite strategies, techniques for allowing e-commerce business owners to do just that? Yeah, for sure. So I think it all starts with, you know, and I talk about it so much, it starts with getting clear on what you want and who you are. Like I think we kind of sometimes jump into business because we've we found a product that we're super passionate about. We've, we're solving a problem that we've experienced ourselves or we're seeing other people experience and we go just all guns blazing into making it a business and, and selling and, and just working ourselves to the bone. We kind of like leapfrog over the part that's the most important, which is in the early years, It's looking at foundations and brand positioning and where your product, your hero product sits in the marketplace. You know, are are you cheap and cheerful or are you luxury and high end and and what is the brand story around it? So before we, we go 
all guns blazing into working 20 hours a day and investing into Facebook ads when you're very brand new, you know, you need to really look at your foundations first, get a plan, even if it's the most simplest bullet point plan that you can pull together in a in a notebook or in a Google Doc of, you know, what you want to achieve, what how you're different, who your customer is, what your brand means, and the steps you're going to take in terms of marketing and growth and product development in order to get to that first 10K month consistently or get to the 20K month consistently or your first million. Obviously, you're not going to know how to get to your first million when you first start, but having a plan is going to give you direction and focus. And that is the only way that you stop yourself from trying to be everywhere, working really hard, doing everything. So yeah, foundations is the very first point. And then it's also about looking into your numbers because um, it's so, and you would know working with e-commerce owners is it, they've been, they're sold a million different marketing strategies 24 seven. Like oh, even yes. before we jumped on this call, we we're talking about chat, I'm sorry. Chat TPD. Uh, yes. Chat, whatever it is like AI. So writing a blog post in three seconds, like there's, there's so many things like TikTok, you know, every, all the things that we're being sold to do 24 seven. But we just physically can't do them all unless you're willing to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on building an internal team. Most businesses aren't at that point just yet. <laughs> so you really need to go and be brutal, you know, with yourself and your, your capacity. What am I going to focus on? What, what are the traffic driving things? What are the conversion things? What are the nurturing things in a business that I'm going to focus on? And, and keep it to like one or two things at any given time. Again, unless you're going to hire a marketing person or you're going to hire a, an agency, most brands with small teams, we, we can only focus on a handful of things at any given time. Yeah, so true. I think a lot of people get really stuck in trying to do everything that pops up, whether it's you know using the new AI tool, TikTok. Mm-hmm. What was that one, the audio one that came out a while ago oh, that died? Oh, God, what was it? Everyone was on it. Anyway, I think everyone knows yes. what you're talking about. Yeah. And <laughs> I pur- notes when we remember. I purposely didn't say anything about it. And I remember saying at the start of the year, don't bother with this. It's gonna be gone. <laughs> it's in like a short months. podcasts are just like echo chambers of yes. people talking about themselves. <laughs> yes. I, I think like it's so easy to get distracted, do a little bit of this, and then you end up doing everything really badly. Yeah. Because you can't do anything well, well. when you're sort of that spread thin so I think what you've just said is really important about really just focus on a couple of things and do them really well yeah on that note what e-commerce marketing strategies do you think can be the most important this year oh okay so first and foremost back to foundations make sure that you've got them sorted but the other part of foundations is your website so you cannot out promote or out market a crappy website so no matter, you may go and spend $10,000 on Facebook ads and if they're like, it's not set up to convert, it's pouring that money down the drain. So clear message, mobile optimize, good navigation, having your homepage as your storefront. So put your best sellers up there, put your highest average order value stuff up there, like your bundles. Product pages, you need to invest in good quality photography and also video for your product page now. 
and write for the customer. Don't just chuck a couple of sentences up there. You've got to <laughs> write some good product pages because that's where we close the sale. It's crunch time. Yeah. So in 2023 and in every year, your website is probably, besides your product, the, the most important part of your marketing assets. So yeah. don't ignore that. I'll always, 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 and I always have, but email marketing, it's the money-making machine. It's the customer nurturer. It's it's the converter. It's Investor the one in- you own too. Yeah. Like- Absolutely. Like I've had probably about three or four clients this year had their ad account disabled or had their Instagram like hacked and taken away from them. And, you know, the the stress that that brings. But if you have a beautiful, healthy, wealthy email list, your business will not only survive those changes, but it will continue to thrive. So your email should be generating at least... 30 to 40% of your total online store revenue. And if it's not, that's exciting. It's not a bad thing. It's a, it's a, it's a really exciting thing. So you need to get onto Klaviyo, get your email flow set up, send some great campaigns. Even if you focused on that in 2023, that's going to be a great, great strategy. And then you need to be looking at things that are going to be continually working hard for you to bring new eyeballs into your website and therefore into your email list. And if we're talking organic marketing, because that's kind of, that's that's my deal, it's things like video content, uh, getting your face out there, getting your products out there in great quality video content, uh, SEO. So getting found on Google, that's what you want to be doing. You want to be occupying the most real estate on page one or page two of Google search results. So if I'm looking for, I'm picking up my mascara because I just did that before we got onto the call. If I'm looking for organic mascara Australia, and if that's what you sell, you want to be on page one or page two under those keywords for that, for your product. So SEO will be an important part of your organic marketing strategy, and it always will be. And I think for something new to throw into the mix, I'm loving at the moment spending time on affiliate marketing and dabbling a little bit in chatbot marketing. So automating your customer journey once people start touching your platforms, like whether it's Instagram right through to your website, automating or Facebook Messenger, automating that process without you having to lift a finger. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I think the important thing to note with those automated bots is you either do it incredibly well or not at all. I've seen some really bad ones. <laughs> and then yes. they just make a really bad customer experience. If you're going to do it, it's going to be done exceptionally well, but they are very cool. Yeah, and I think it's the same for SMS. Like I, I should mention SMS with email because I sort of like kind of this part of the same family. Same thing. If you're going to do SMS like chatbot, get someone to help you set up the strategy and even look at, you know, helping you with the flows and the funnels and what that, you know, what the cadence is, what the copy is. So you don't feel icky and you're not spamming people when you shouldn't be. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think SEO is one of those ones that everyone just sort of thinks is really old school and Mm. like boring, but it's it's so effective and it's so important. 
for sure and it it's it is re- it's a big thing like there is so many different elements to it and and it is like a a rabbit hole but you can start at the top at the basics so making sure you have great copy on your website written, you know even copy on your website full stop because there's lots of brands that I go to and and there is no copy on the homepage the product pages are you know very scantily clad with copy you know there's no about about us on the on their brand page so starting with great copy then looking at how you can make sure all the pages are set up correctly with the right metadata and the url slugs and that's all going to help you getting to get found on seo sorry on google so yeah there's the basics that you can do but yeah it can be quite daunting yeah we touched on video in those sort of strategies and i know that's something a lot of businesses really struggle with whether it's the getting their face in front of the camera whether it's just the the tech side of things or just knowing what to make those videos of do you have any suggestions tips around sort of creating that video that's going to be really effective for the e-commerce business yes i love video and i also am a big champion about as you know getting in front of your audience with video video is the quickest and easiest way to communicate you know long or complicated messages you know in a really entertaining way and the reason why video works so well is because it's so it's storytelling it's instantly getting people's attention and it doesn't feel like they're being it doesn't feel like an ad when it's done well especially when it's got you the founder in it sharing your story and unique points of view or showing off your product doing you know a product tour so the first tip it would be like mindset you know, if you're struggling with video and and you're just putting your head in the sand you need to start to understand that it's a it's a non-negotiable so if you want to grow your business you either have to learn to accept and love it and get your feet wet and and be kind to yourself and don't expect yourself to be a pro at it just go and have some fun with it and if you can't do that then you need to figure out a way of finding how you can create video content if you can't do it so if, is it working with affiliates or influencers, content creators? Is if you're at that point of working with an agency, if you're not, don't don't hire a content creation agency because it, it's an investment. But you know you can start with focusing on reels and and stories. That's pretty much on Instagram. That's pretty much my go to. And be become a, a student of the platform. So. I don't necessarily think you need to be going and investing in a $2,000 Instagram course. You know, when I, I, there's a few of them and I don't think you need that unless it's, you know, you really want that community and, and the, and the champion of, of you, then go for it. But if you spend some time absorbing what's on Instagram, what other brands are doing in your space, don't copy, just, just listen and observe you're going to start seeing patterns of, okay, I get it. Okay, they're starting to talk about their product over here and they're starting to talk about some tips over here. Then they're starting to do some funny trending stuff over here. So you start to get to see how other brands are curating their content and hitting different points. You know, stories is really about taking your audience inside. Like there's an analogy, I, can't, I always get it wrong, but reels are like having a street party and stories are like inviting some 
people, so a few people into your lounge room to have more of a chat. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I made that up or if I heard it somewhere. Who knows? I'll just claim it. It's but fun. it works. <laughs> yeah. So you're not going to both things. I think the important thing is like different types of videos do different types of things. Not every video is going to be viral. You don't necessarily need to go viral. Not every video is going to make sales. You know, videos may not equate to sales, but what it's doing is getting people, A, to pay attention to what you're about and fall in love with you. So going through that no like trust process, or it could be also referred to going through the, you know, the customer journey from discovering you at the top of the funnel to engaging with you at the middle of the funnel and to converting, like buying something from you, which is the bottom of the funnel. So it's kind of, it's a video is the best way to accelerate that process. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's just, it's something I think people have to get used to. I think even from like a Facebook ads perspective, we're finding that if you're not running video ads, it's just so much harder to compete. Like they're just, they just perform so well. And I think if you haven't got video of your products these days, it's harder for people to trust you. They really want to be able to see your product in action. And it doesn't matter whether your product does action but they want to see it in more than a picture-perfect, possibly Photoshopped version. They want to see it moving. They want to see the reality of that product. And it's a lot, I mean, it's not impossible to fake, but it's a lot harder to fake that in video than it is in a photo. Absolutely. Like with all the Black Friday sales that went on at the end of last year in Christmas shopping, when I was buying gifts either for myself or for somebody else, the first thing I would do is I would go to their Instagram, I would click through their reels or click through their highlights or their stories because I wanted, I was looking for a video to show what the product looked like on a model. Let's say, for example, if it was a dress on different shaped models too, because I'm I ain't no size six. Or if I if it was like a skincare or like a I can't remember what else I brought, but I wanted to see the detail in real life because I couldn't pick it up myself. And gallery pictures on a product page or on a Facebook ad is not enough. Yeah. I hate to say it, but yeah. It's you, true. For, for, for e-commerce brands, you do need to replicate and create that shopping experience on your channels because you, they can't go and pick it up. No, you've got you've to replicate that process. You've got to replicate the touch, feel, smell without them being able to do that yeah i had a skincare client a couple of years ago who only had photos and couldn't understand that people want to see skincare mm-hmm. like they want to see it on if it's going a, on yeah if it's a makeup remover they want to see it take off makeup take and off, the yeah. only video we could manage to get from them was her rubbing it onto her hand we're like i need to see you in like full glam going out makeup and I want to see this thing get rid of the like permanent lipstick and the like the bright smoky eye. Like we need to see your products work. And I think that's where video really, really works. And as I think you said, like it doesn't, the whole point is not for it to be picture perfect and polished. Like you don't need it to look like it was done on a professional camera. In fact, the more it looks like you holding your iPhone, the better I think they perform because <laughs> yeah. it looks more real. Yeah. So go through your Instagram, go through your DMs, go through your camera roll. You'll be able to find video that you can create in there. You've got it already. Yeah. Just got to go find it. 
And if you don't, I heard a really good tip the other day was to just document your business. Ah, uh, yes. I don't I saw remember that who same. said it was. I don't know whether it was you or someone else. But I it think was it was like- Alicia from um, the Social Impact. Yes. It Maybe it was. was. I don't know. She's been, on, she's been on the show. She's fantastic. But it was basically just like don't think about, oh, I have to film on Tuesdays. Just film day to day. You're packing an order. If you're trying a new product, if you're making a product, if you've got a shipment, like just film the day-to-day moments of your life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I really liked that. If someone is struggling to make sales that they want, where do you sort of recommend they start to identify the problem? Yes, good idea. Well, they could join Ecom Grow Strong because that's <laughs> where we start. We start looking at from a helicopter view what is going on from under the hood of your business, also customer facing. So under the hood of the business is what is your sales and marketing metrics telling you? So if you've if we have a look and there's no traffic, then there is a traffic problem. Therefore, we're going to focus your next three moves on how do we get more get you in front of more people, the right people. If we have a look and see that there is uh traffic but no one is adding to cart then there is a value problem there is a website problem and a communication problem so that they're just two things that we look at we actually look at maybe six or seven in ecom grow strong to to help us find the story of what's going on what's where is the gaps and where's the opportunities the second is like yeah the the customer facing so what are they seeing? What are they not seeing? So what's your website communicating? Can, like I call it the stranger test, if if Joe Bloggs from down the road who knew nothing about you came to your website, could they in one second or two seconds go, okay, yeah, I get it. They sell, they're selling drink bottles for kids, you know? So that's that's one aspect of it. Also the founder. So what's happening with the founder? Like, are they doing really well on the outside, but is is she about to collapse in a heap because she's packing orders until 1am and she's got boxes covering her every room in her house and her garage and her family is starting to wonder where she's gone? You know, that's a problem too. So we it's about taking a look at the holistic, every, every part of the business from from what's happening inside, what's happening in your metrics and how the world is perceiving you as well. It's not necessarily one thing. No, like it never is. Yeah, and you would see this too. Like it's it's not that like, okay, my ads aren't working. It's like, okay, well, why? What What isn't, what's not firing, what's not connecting? And it's probably way more than the creative or the yeah. targeting so, yeah, I'm all about looking at it from a holistic perspective. And that's really hard to do when, when you're the founder. It's, prob- it's probably actually impossible, to be honest with you, to be able to objectively review your business and see the gaps and opportunities. You do need an outsider to be pointing them out to you. In the- well, you put your blood, sweat and tears into it. It's very hard. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like anything. It's like it's always harder to do it on yourself than it is to like, I'm not very good at running my own Facebook ads oh, absolutely. because I'm not objective about it. But anyone else's, fantastic. Yeah. I can look at that data and go, yep, this is exactly what's wrong. But it's the same with your own business. Like you've 
you've put hours into that copy, it's going to be harder for you to look at that copy and see what's wrong. Totally. And it, it, same with branding and website. Like I see this a lot, the branding that they've created that makes perfect sense to them. They love it. It feels so great. It feels really pretty. Same with their website. It's like a pretty website, but pretty doesn't equal profit. Yeah. So sometimes we've created brands and websites that make sense to us, but not to our customer. So that's another thing to look at. And again, you can't see that when you're so close to it. That's okay. You just yeah. get an ex- outside point of view. Yes. No, I agree with that. On the note of website conversions, mm. so I know that, that that conversion rate on Shopify or other platforms if you're not on Shopify, is it is an important metric and it is something that I think a lot of people get stuck on. They don't sort of know how to improve it. Do you mm. have any sort of like practical tips on areas to look at if that conversion rate is lower than they would like? Yeah, it's a funny one. And I think you have to look at it like a business per business. So the the standard Shopify conversion rate is around 3%. But I have clients that have, you know, 6 and 7% conversion rates, or I have clients that have got like a 1.5 conversion rate, and all of them are doing well for their business, because all of them have different traffic driving strategies or retention strategies. So I think aiming for around 3% is a general rule of thumb. But most importantly, what you want to be looking at is, are people even initiating the process? Like before we look at the end result, the conversion, that's great. But are they adding to their cart? Are they checking? Are they going to the checkout page and they're dropping off there? So the conversion rate is the end of the story. So you may want to step back a couple of pages and look at, you know, traffic on the website. How is it going? Uh, add into cart, are people desiring and taking action for what you want? If they're not, start there because that could be that could be telling opening up a whole different set of strategies that you can take to improve rather than focusing on the, the actual conversion. Yeah, I agree with that. I think when we're running our ads, it's really easy for us to see whether it's a website issue if it's an add to cart issue, if it's a checkout issue, if it's a conversion issue. And often if it's a conversion issue, it's not really a conversion issue. It's a, your website was too slow. So the traffic you were driving left before they even got anywhere or yeah. everyone's looking at a lot of product, but no one's adding to cart. Like why? Like it's easier then to kind of work out where that gap is. And if you fix any of those problems, it will fix it down the line. Yes, and a different product will have different con- customer behaviours. Like uh, a mascara, someone might discover a brand and then buy it five minutes later, whereas something like, I don't know, um, looking at my room, like a $300 meditation cushion, you might want to think about that for a while, you know, and compare. Or even like a, a new couch. Like you might be yes. thinking about a new couch, but you're not going to buy a new couch. I mean, Someone might buy a new couch today, but most people need a couple of months to think about buying yeah, a new couch. Yeah, yeah. And they may need different uh, levels of contact uh, and questions answered and content. They may have lots of questions to be answered, so they're going to be pouring over your blog posts or they may want to, you know, ask lots of questions so they, they may be hitting up your customer service channels. Like, you know, it's it. it and again, this comes back to strategy and working and creating a plan for you and your brand and not, you know, following somebody is a different 
brand's path and thinking, why isn't that working for me? I'm, you know, I'm doing all the right things. Maybe it's just not the right things for your business. Yeah. Very, very true. Do you have any content creation tips for the busy business owner? Oof. Okay. So content creator, depends on what channel we're looking at, but let's focus on something that is what everybody's looking at. So Instagram and TikTok is probably still the bugbear of many e-commerce brands. And it's one of the basics that you do have to nail to at the top of the funnel to get people sort of looking and, and touching your brand. So content creation tips, look, I, I should say batch creating, but as a person, I just do not batch create at all. I, I, I'm more of a post and fly, but if you're struggling. Like you're one of either. Like you're either yeah. a batch creating person or a post on the fly person and you kind of have to test both to work out which one you were. I didn't think I was a batch creating person. Yeah. Worked out I am a batch creating person yeah. and I don't like being a batch creating person. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was. Look, I'm trying. But if you if you really struggle with it, you do have to find a solution. So maybe it's about hiring a virtual assistant who can do some basic content creation for you, not necessarily a social media agency or even a social media freelancer. Get a good virtual assistant who can be in several parts of your business. You know, they can be helping you with your email. They can be helping you with customer service and creating and scheduling Instagram content. Because I, I think if we're talking Instagram, we do over overcook it, I think, overbake it. It's a slower burn to convert. So you don't don't put all your time and energy into it. Have a bit of fun with it. Use video that's sitting in your camera reel. And if you struggle with it, outsource it or work with the content creator uh, or work with a an affiliate person or a, a brand part, I mean, a, an influencer partner to get those people to create the content for you. So you can just say, here's my product, go do what you do best, which is create interesting fun content they post it on their channels you can also get it back and post it on your channels job done and it's also ticking the box of user-generated content too yeah i love one of our last questions do you have like your top three tips for e-commerce businesses oh to to grow yes well i'm always going to say get get your foundations right. So know your vision, get clear on what you are and what you want to be in the world for your brand. Clarify who your customer is, get a unique message, build a brand that means something and never forget your website. So they're your foundations. And if you get have problems with them, come see me. I will help you with my course, Ecom Grow Strong. And then keep it simple. So focus on one to two projects or campaigns at any given time and get a plan. So know what you're doing next quarter and the quarter after that and the quarter after that because it's going to give you so much confidence. Uh, it's going to keep you focused and it's going to stop you from jumping onto shiny tactic syndromes. So going, chasing the next new thing. I love it. Perfect. Is there anything you think we've missed before we wrap up into our last couple of questions? Oh, look, I think... You have grilled me today and I think we have <laughs> covered so much. Yeah, this is a juicy one. So what we try to do. Alrighty, do you have any strategies or habits that you follow each day in business to help you stay on track? Oh, that's a good idea. Planning. I always have a 12-month plan 
I, I keep it very minimal, just literally one thing that I'm focusing on each month or even one thing per quarter. Having a project management tool like Asana that you can use with your team, your virtual assistant. You can also use Slack. And also taking time out to enjoy yourself because most women, we love to be busy and we love to work and to prove how amazing we are, but it can become addictive. So schedule in downtime, white space in your calendar to go for a walk, to go for a swim, to go pick up your kids from school, to hang out with them because, you know, yeah, life can be pretty busy. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, favorite podcast other than yours, which is a fantastic podcast. Oh, that's hard. Well, you know, personal what? or business, we've had lots of murder podcasts. <laughs> Honestly, that is all I listen to is murder <laughs> podcasts. Like, I'm I'm really bad. If I'm not listening to audiobooks, it's all murder podcasts. <laughs> I don't know what it is about women yeah. in business and murder podcasts. <laughs> well, I used it's to listen to business podcasts, but it just sends me on a it sends me cuckoo because I just need to be like, oh, that's great. I should probably try that in my business. And I don't need any more of that, you know. I just need to relax and to numb out. So, yeah, <laughs> I like it. And how can people find you? I'd love to hear about your podcast, your course, just general. Yes. How can people find you and work with you? Yes. Well, I'm launching Ecom Grow Strong, which is my 12-week group coaching program and course in February 2023. You can always find me over at lisaburn.com.au. Plus, I have a podcast which is called the E-Commerce Marketing Society, and Dana, you were on it just a couple of weeks ago. Yes, it was very exciting, awesome chat. So, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at, or Instagram at Lisa Burn Marketing. Very nice. So, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Bright Minds of E-Commerce podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes at brightredmarketing.com.au forward slash episode thirty-five. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.